and welcome to History Makers. I'm your host, Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with Ryan Dobson from Core Ministries. Many people might know Ryan's dad, James Dobson, uh, and let me tell you, uh, it's a blessing to have Ryan over here in Australia. Ryan, tell us a little bit about uh, Core Ministries and what you're doing over in Australia. Uh, I started Core Ministries about three years ago, um, really to the skateboard community in California. Uh, it was kind of something I felt called to. And we did our first mission trip down to South America. I took 14 kids with me and just had a great, great time. And then from there, we started doing a a podcast online, and we continue that to this day. We do camps in the summertime, and uh, it's been great. It's been a great ministry. Uh, My wife helps me run it. And uh, actually, one of the kids, you know, I'm 37 now, so I still ride a skateboard, but I can't do all the things that I hope I could or wanted to do. And I just hired... um, a, a guy from my very first mission trip, and he's going to come and be my new skate liaison. And he's a brilliant skater, so I, I think it'll be a great addition to the crew. Oh, fantastic! So, tell me, what kind of moves can you pull off on a skateboard nowadays? Uh, now, I, my my goal is to have a good time and not limp when I walk back to my car. That's my goal for, for my skateboarding career at this point. I remember trying to learn to kickflip when I was a teenager, and I think I kicked more than I flipped many two times. Absolutely, yeah, that seems to how it goes most of the time now. Yeah. Now, Ryan. Um, I've got to say, you know, I've grown up listening to folks on the family and and I'm sure all the time you get people asking the question, you know, what's it like being James Dobson's son, you know? Um, But, you know, his radio ministry has impacted millions, millions of people around the world. Um, Tell me, what was it like for you growing up, um, you know, in the family that was focused on the family, you know? Uh, You know, it really is why I do what I do today. I mean, obviously the Lord has called me. I feel this is my ministry and my calling and I do what I do because I watched my parents do this. You know, my mom is the president of the National Day of Prayer in America. Um, they've been praying for me since before I was born. That's actually how I came to be in the family. They were, you know, my mom couldn't have children after my sister, and they prayed every day for four and a half years, and then they adopted me. That's how I came into the family. And then watching my dad stand up for truth, stand up for right and wrong, defending those that can't defend themselves for the last 30 years with focus on the family, I've watched that and that's it was easy for me to fall into a ministerial role like this because I've watched them model that behavior and uh, I love doing it and now I get to work with my dad all the time you know we do different projects together focus on the family started with uh, the focus on the family film series uh, in uh, 1979 and it's been almost 30 years since they released that and I found a copy of it and it's really really good the stories are brilliant I mean you're laughing you're crying all that and then they pan to the crowd and the hairdos are 1979 and you know the clothes and uh, you know it's so funny and I asked my dad you know why has nobody seen this anymore you can't buy it anywhere and he said oh you know it's kind of old and you know I thought everybody ought to see that so we're gonna re-air this in a church we're gonna show it and film the crowd watching it and then we'll recut the movie so that when you pan to the crowd, it's a brand new crowd watching it. To introduce it to that, you know, uh, young 30, early 40-year-old crowd that started Focus on the Family, that's now grown up, to introduce it to the new 30-year-olds and the new 40-year-olds to try to reintroduce that to them. Now, many of us have heard a lot of Focus on the Family programs. I'm sure you've heard a lot of them over yeah. the years. Is there any standout shows uh, that you could think of off the top of your head? Is there any shows that you thought that is one of the best Focus programs I've ever heard. Well, naturally, when I'm on, I think it's the best program. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, whenever my dad talks about his dad, I really like it. Mm. You know, there was such a strong bond between them. And, you know, all the fatherhood shows, you know, it, it really feels like fatherhood's being attacked around the, around the world. Um, it's certainly being attacked in America just to make dads look dumb, you know, that have no answers and they're not to be the leaders that God calls us to be. Uh, and so, 
you know, I love hearing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, the shows are all good, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, you rarely do you hear one that you think, eh, that's not that good. I mean, he's just, he's a brilliant interviewer, and, and the Lord's really blessed him. I actually would have to say one of my favorite Dobson shows, or Focus on the Family shows, was when you were talking about <laughs> what is truth. That really was um, just such a, a relevant message to what's happening in, you know, universities and schools and churches all over the world. Do you want to just share with us um, what your heart is for, you know, getting the message of absolute truth across to people? You know, that was my that was one of my first messages. That was my first book on absolute truth. There is truth out there. You know, people think that you can make up truth. You can just decide for yourself what truth is, and it doesn't work. And it won't work for your life. And if you don't believe the truth, there are grave consequences for you. And, you know, in this day and age when we're told, you just got to believe. You know, you can do anything you... I hear this all the time. Motivational speakers say, you can do anything you put your heart and mind to. And you can't. You can't do anything you put your heart and mind to. I can't fly. You know, I can't breathe underwater. And people go, oh, well, that's silly. Well, that's the message people are giving you. But really, we ought to be following what the Lord wants for us. And it's a great thing to think about because God knows you more than you know yourself. He knows you better than you know yourself, and he's got a perfect plan for your life. And we hear, you know, oh, God has a plan for your life. We hear that over and over and over again until you forget. Either you forget or you don't believe. And understanding that truth, there is right and wrong, that God does know more than we know. Uh, it really does help in the times where things don't go your way, when things do crash and burn, when your life is falling apart. You can follow somebody that knows where you're heading and has a plan for your life. So I guess one of the problems is, you know, what they call moral relativism, where, you know, people just make up their morals relating to whatever circumstance they're in. Uh, what's, the, what's the foundation then? Where do you get your absolutes from? I mean, I get it from the Bible and from the Lord, you know. And, and here's the deal. If you don't have that, if you don't have absolute truth, then there's nothing to believe. There's no reason not to shoot somebody. You know, you can't give me that viable alternative on why you can't do things like that. There's a group online... Um, that's challenging Christianity. They call it the blasphemy challenge. And they've got these 10 questions every Christian must answer. And, and they treat God like he's Santa Claus. You know, why doesn't God a- answer every one of your prayers? Well, because God's not Santa Claus. You know, and my question to these people, the atheists that don't believe in God, why do you care? You know, if when you die, you die and there's nothing else, why are you not trying to just get whatever you can all the time? Because there's no reason not to. You can't give me a logical explanation. Is it because you're so smart and you're so evolved you know, that, you're, that you care about other people? Because there's no reason to care for anybody else if you don't believe in truth. And if you do believe in truth, if there is an absolute, it points to God. Because it can't just be the smartest person because that person's going to die and a new person will break make up all new truth. And it can't just be voting because we all vote different ways all the time. And it's changed throughout the years, you know, what things we believe and we don't believe. And it can't just be because you believe it, because I can really, really believe I can fly, but I can't jump off a building and fly. It's got to be God. There's got to be a higher power on where you get that truth. Now, you're obviously very busy. You, you know, you travel around, you preach a bit, you've got this ministry you do. Um, you've got a new baby boy. Fantastic. Now, you, um, you, you need to have your own time with God where, you, you know, you're getting revelation from you, you're studying his word. What do you do for your, your spiritual discipline with God? Um, man, you know, there's a lot of things on where you get closest to God. When I was living in California, um, re- you know, one of the places that he spoke to me most was in the water. I love to surf. I've been surfing for a bunch of years. And, and to sit with my back towards the shore and to look out into that expanse and know that there's a God out there that cares about me, that created all of this. It makes you feel insignificant and yet so loved at the same time. Uh, nature is such a, an important part of viewing 
the majesty of God. And living in Colorado now, uh, you know, I live at the base of Pikes Peak. It's a 14,000 foot mountain. I rode my motorcycle up at the summer. You know, being out there camping or fishing and, and doing that just uh, is enabling me to, to rest and to get away from all the things that we do. You know, I'm on the road so often and, and I'm trying to slow that down now. Um, but to get away where my cell phone doesn't work and I don't have TV and I'm not listening to the radio and just to to be in the nature and to be in God's Word and to be with my family is such a, a time for rejuvenation. Hmm. And what about um, study and books? What, what kind of books do you like to read? What are, what are your favorite authors? <laughs> you know, we're reading um, The Truth War by John MacArthur right now, and it's fantastic. It, you know, it's funny, you know, my sister gave it to me and I wasn't really reading it. And my wife, Laura, started reading it. She's like, you've got to read this. It's all the things that you believe. And so I started reading it. And it really is. It's a ton of what I believe. Um, And then I'm actually getting ready to go to seminary next year. Um, I'm getting ordained, and I'll be a pastor. And then I start seminary in January, February. Wonderful. What kind of church? Uh, Southern Baptist. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Very exciting. Okay. And tell me, uh, what kind of music are you into? You know, I like all kinds of music. Um, man, if you looked at my iPod, there's a wide, wide range. You're talking about Peter Furler. Uh, I went on, I went on tour with uh, Newsboys. Uh, I met them at a huge festival in Detroit, and uh, we became friends. And from there, they took me on tour with them and have just. They're so much fun to be with. They're such great guys, and they're so passionate about what they do. And they could. It's so neat for me because they could have gotten jaded or cynical over the years, and it just seems that they get more passionate about what they do the longer they do it. And that was really a neat time for me, being early on in ministry and being with a bunch of guys that've been in ministry for so long, to know that your passion can get that much deeper and that much greater as you get into it. Now, Ryan, um, you know, I've heard a lot of great preachers say that you know they're at the stage where. Um, they've done all they can and they're now passing the baton on to the next generation and they're uh, raising up leaders in the new generation. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the problems is that the, the new generation, a lot of them you know, don't believe in absolute truth and, and it's hard to communicate the gospel to young people. What would your advice be to those that are trying to reach out to younger people about how to get the message across of the good news to them? Yeah, I think it is important and it's important to get into truth. There are so many people that don't believe in America... Um, only 8% of the population believes in absolute truth. That's scary, because if you stop believing in truth, then nothing matters. Then you can vote into office anything, any law, any person that has any belief, and that can change your life overnight. Uh, and it, to get that, that foundation grounded in solid theology is so important. And when you do, that's the thing. I don't think young people buy it. I don't think youth believe that you can just believe anything. I think deep down inside, that doesn't sit right. And to get them to say there is truth, you can know where you're headed. You can know what's right and wrong in any given situation. It just sets you free. And it's so important. I think sometimes, you know, we think, oh, well, you can't do that because people might feel awkward. It might get, you know, they might get a little uncomfortable. But it's okay to be uncomfortable. It's okay to be awkward. And to not be able to run away from it and to really state what you believe will draw people to you. Let me just um, ask you a little bit more about Focus on the Family, because mm-hmm. I know that um, there's a lot more to the, the ministry than just the radio program. Do you want to share with us uh, uh, some of the other areas of ministry that Focus on the Family gets into? Because there might be people listening now that are having marriage struggles or uh, you know, need advice on raising their children. Mm-hmm. You know? Tell us about some of the other areas or even websites that they could go to to have a look sure. at. Well, mm-hmm. Focus on the Family website is, is family.org, family.org. Um, or FOTF, focus on the family, FOTF.org. 
Focus on Family right now, I think, has 84 separate ministries under one roof. It's not just the radio, but it is. it deals with... Uh, all issues, you know, if you're having marriage troubles, that is a phenomenal place to go. And raising kids, um, there's a bunch of kids' magazines. If you've got young, young kids, they've got Clubhouse and Clubhouse Junior for even younger children. And then for uh, the high school age, they've got Brio and Breakaway, the Guys and Girls magazine. Plugged in is a hugely popular ministry at Folks in the Family, and that deals with movies and music and media. Um, telling you what's out there, what it says, what we believe in, what we don't believe in, what agrees with our belief system, what doesn't agree with our belief system. That really does help parents out a lot. You know, if your kid wants to go to a movie and you're thinking, well, I don't know what's in that movie. Should I let my kid go to that movie? You can go to the plugged in website at family.org and see, oh, that movie's a terrible movie. You definitely don't want your kids to go to that. Or this is a great movie. Your kids will get great benefit out of it. Or maybe it's a middle of the road movie and there's some things you should talk about and some things that you should, you know, warn them about before they go to it. Mm. Uh, definitely worth checking out. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, now, growing up in that, uh, in that environment, was there a time for you where you were kind of away from God or was there a moment where you say, yeah, that's when I became a Christian or how, how did it happen for you? No, I, mean, I came to the faith at a very early age. It was easy. You know, we were, we were a church-going family and I've got very solid uh, parents. As the years grew on, though, you, you have to make the faith yours. You know, there comes a point, and this is one of the big things that Core Ministries is getting into, is why do I believe what I believe? You know, there's a point in life where you know, people say, why do you believe that? Well, I don't know, my parents believe it. I guess I just believe it too. But that doesn't last forever. You've got to make it your own. And that's our worldview of what we believe. It's why we believe what we believe. I went to a camp in high school that was teaching the Christian worldview. Why is it that I believe these things? And it really made a huge impact in my life. I dedicated my first book uh, to Dr. David Noble, who runs Summit Ministries in Colorado. I live just down the street from the minister, from that camp now. Um, and it really did open my eyes to that new experience on why I believe these things. And then in my uh, late 20s, um, I started dealing with a lot of new topics and a lot of new things on wondering, can you really be sold out for the Lord? Can you really be one of those Christians, you know, one of those uh, Bible-believing, strong people? Or is it just the certain special people? Um, and uh, that's just strengthened and deepened my faith even further. And, I think that's important to continually be learning and growing and getting deeper and deeper in faith. Now, Ryan, there might be people listening now that are thinking, okay, this guy's pretty strong on his beliefs. He's worked out uh, what he believes and what he doesn't believe. And there might be people that just aren't Christians, that just don't know what to do to become a Christian. Mm-hmm. Speak to them. What would you say to them? Uh, you know, the Bible is such a great place to go. Literally, it's the Word of God. It's not just a bunch of stories. that people. Some people say, that oh, the Bible is a bunch of good stories. It's not. It's literally the Word of God. You can find out what the Creator of all things believes and thinks and that He cares about you and getting into that. And especially important to go to a good church. You know, go around like-minded people. You want to find out what we believe. Go to a good church. Find out what the pastor asks him. You know, the questions that you have. You know, sit down and, and tell him, I struggle with this or I have a problem with that or this is my question to, to find out the truth from solid believers. Mm, that's good. All right, now, if people want to find out more about Core Ministries, how do they do that? Uh, easiest is to go to ryandobson.com, myname.com. I mean, you can go to korministries.com, which is also, but if you go to ryandobson.com, it'll point in the right direction. Well, mate, you certainly are a history maker. Thanks for joining us. That was my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us this week on History Makers. If you'd like to hear this interview again, just go to historymakersradio.com. History Makers.